0: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for.
1: Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. She'll see Gray four, three. Unbelievable. The T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace's got numbers. Three on two. To Plum. For three. KP. bring it up. Boom. Shaka-laka-laka-boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times. For Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Williams. Boom. Oh, this is the greatest! Show.
2: The ball is in the air! The Las Vegas Aces have won their very
1: first WNBA championship! The doctor is now here. Um, and we are live here at Slice of Las Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay shops between the Mandalay Bay and the Luxor. It is the Aces Draft Party, our annual event here. And uh, fans are rolling in here, getting ready for the WNBA Draft at 4 o'clock, even though the Aces do not have a pick. But, hey, got a great stacked roster. And the defending WNBA champions this season will begin here uh, next month. And the home opener will be on May the 27th against the LA Sparks and then the 28th the following night against the Minnesota Lynx. And then the Aces will start the season on the road on may the 20th in seattle so we are looking forward to that tc martin the quarterback jay schrader the former raider and redskin in the house with me here today and also our handicapper extraordinaire marco d'angelo here uh, at slice of vegas uh, our one in the books uh, where we talked a little nfl we talked some aces and we also uh, talked about the masters uh, our number two a lot more aces conversation here as we uh, get ready for the season to get underway training camp oh, about two and a half weeks or so away as well and we will start this hour with uh, my very good friend the president of the Las Vegas Aces the one and only Nikki Vargas who's in the war room right now even though her and Natalie Williams do not have any picks to really discuss about but hey they're still in the war room and uh, we are looking forward to a great season ahead Nikki
3: how's it going girl Oh, it's going great. How about you? Oh,
1: uh, very good. Appreciate uh, uh, being here, of course, uh, today uh, talking aces, and of course, as you know, uh, looking forward to the season uh, right around the corner. So, uh, you know, the voice is primed; we're ready to go. Uh, what an exciting season it's going to be!
3: Oh yeah, we're we're extremely excited about. This upcoming season, obviously, we are coming off of a championship run, and what Becky Hammond and her staff and this team has been able to do in bringing that championship to uh, this community. But more importantly, the outpour of love and support from from our fans, um, not just here, in the, the Las Vegas area, but across the country, across the world, you can see our players overseas and in this off season, and how many people were following them. And thank you to Chris, our our social media uh, director, for keeping everybody um, in tune with what these women have been doing to again try to come back and repeat for another title.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Chris. Uh, you, the The social media is one of the best, not only yes. in the WNBA, but really sports, Nikki. I mean the 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 videos that are posted and the content that's out there. I, seriously, it's 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 fantastic. I know fans love uh, not only following you know what is happening with uh, the players, but the organization, and everything. But a lot of fun videos are created as well too, especially during the season, as we know.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, Chris does an amazing job of just capturing the essence of who uh this team is and what they represent and he's got a a, a great assistant in Monica and then we have our uh creative director um, as well who does a phenomenal job with the video content um Katie Morgan and then we have John Jiggy Maxwell as our PR person and so it's been a team effort um, it's been an effort that a lot of people in this office are passionate about, and they just do the best um, work that you possibly can put into to it, and it reflects that.
1: All right, we uh, talk about uh, the home openers coming, and we know that uh, fans uh, are out purchasing their season tickets uh, in droves, which is a great sign, but let's talk a little bit about uh, the ring ceremony. I know a lot of fans are kind of anxious about that. I don't know if you've uh, gone public with that yet or whatever, but uh, I know that uh, fans can hardly wait to see the Aces get their rings uh, <laughs> on opening night. So, what, 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 t- talk to us about what's going on behind the scenes there.
3: Well, behind the scenes is exactly that. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, we have an owner Mark Davis, who, as we all know, not only is he a fan of the game, but he's also been a great ambassador for professional sports in particular um women's basketball when you think about the aces um but he wants nothing but the best um for for these players and for the staff and and for this franchise and so when you think about championships and 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 winning championships there's the intimate moments that you want to have as well as celebrating uh this with your fans those who have been there from the beginning who have continued to Support the Aces uh, through this journey, and so that's one way you could do that. As well as, you know, we're going to be—it's ex- also going to be exciting to be able to hoist or or to reveal the championship banner. Um, we hope to hang many more, and we hope to have uh, an amazing ceremony in store for our fans but more importantly we want to have fun on the floor when we play um, our first home opener um d- coming back this season so uh May 27th uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be um, a great atmosphere, as we know. And, you know, our goal every single game is going to be to try to sell out the arena because we know the importance of having uh, the fans in the building, how our players feed off of that energy, and how important it is for our community to come together and celebrate and, and, and enjoy uh, the beauty of this game that these women play at such an elite level.
1: Nikki Vargas joins us, the president of the Las Vegas Aces. So, Nikki, I know that you were watching the NCAA tournament, uh, very, very closely on the, probably the men and the women's side. But, uh, LSU, national yeah. champs, <laughs> and I know that's close to your heart, and we've talked about it so many times before, because you coached there for what, uh, well, 11 10, seasons? 10, yeah, 10, 10, 10, yeah, 2011 yeah. to 2021. So yeah. how much did you enjoy seeing the Tigers cut down the Nets?
3: Well, you know I would say this um this was an amazing um uh, display." of, of talent and throughout the NCAA tournament. I mean, you, you go to the games, the first and second round, and it was sellouts. Um, the viewership of the championship game was 9.9 million viewers. Um, this game is evolving in such a way that you, you could say, um, name someone on the men's side that played in the final four. And so people may not have someone that they could name, but then you said, name someone who played, you know, in the, in the NCAA tournament for the women and they're naming, you know, the Caitlin Clarks and the Angel Reese and the Leah Bostons, I mean, that's what is is evolving or that's what's happening with the women's game and you're seeing that also at our level when you think of the marquee matchups that we're going to have this season, but it's really the marquee matchups of the players and I'm so excited that we have a lot of these players who are still connected to their institutions. Um, you can see Asia Wilson at South Carolina games. You can see Jackie Young. Of Notre Dame went to the Sweet 16, and to to see these these players still give back um to 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 the schools that they um graduated from and and played at and and those fans to follow them um in the WNBA that just bridges that gap between um our world if you will the world of professional sports and the world of collegiate um sports but um great job by the young ladies um, who uh, who are at LSU and those who have paved the way because the tradition and the history is there, and it started with and and, and I remember um, the late Sue Gunner and and what her vision was for the 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 uh, LSU women's basketball team and that vision has come to fruition as far as winning a title, but it's also more than just winning a title. Title. It's providing um, equitable resources to to the, these women. And it's also giving them the same um, opportunities and and advancement as you do our male counterparts. So to see all that come together, I think that is just where women's basketball at all levels is striving to be.
1: Yeah, all right. Nikki Vargas uh, joins us. You know, it's kind of a, a double double for you, kind of Nikki. You know, the Aces Championship, and then you know your old school LSU. Even though I know you went to Tennessee, but you coached there. <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a double double. The way I'm, I'm feeling it, I feel a, a, you've, you got a little pride there. You know, a little you know deep purple and gold still in in your veins running there. You
3: know. Well, I'll tell you, LSU is a special place. Um, I met a lot of great people there, and. It's the, the home of, of our daughter, Justice. Um, uh, my husband and I, um, we, we were there in 2011 and had her and, I, I, you know, we, so she grew up there most of her childhood life. So that's what she's known as home. And, um, again, there, you know, I remember there was a, I called them the, my non-curfew crew, but there was a, just a group of, 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 of fans, boat boosters, donors that really just supported, uh, the women's basketball team and, you know what's crazy is that they all road tripped and came here to Vegas uh, to watch the Aces, and now they're Aces fans. So I think we've got a lot of LSU fans who have also converted over to Aces fans.
1: No doubt about it. Um, the WNBA announced today that they're going to be expanding charter flights for back-to-back regular season games, which is great news. Uh, all playoff games and the Commissioner Cup games uh, as well, too. Now we know the WNBA has had some uh, has always traveled commercially until twenty nineteen. Uh then it was approved for teams to uh, go ahead and, and, and have uh charter flights for the playoffs if they had to cross multiple time zones. How significant is this news coming out today when you hear about this?
3: Um I think it's significant and I think the the league is continuing to, to, to strive to address um to address that and you know I just being a former player, former athlete, um, coming from college, and um, in, in a Power Five, our resources were just different. We had more resources. We were chartering um, um, to 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 every game, and, and that had a lot to do, again, with um, the resources that were available at the collegiate level. And so, um, I, I I do believe that um, the this is beneficial in so many ways. Um, for teens. Um it cuts down on your 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 flight times um, it cuts down on a lot of um, um, dead time if you will in, in 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 traveling that way but it's definitely a step in the right direction and i know um, we've got a, a couple of those so we're we're glad that we're going to be able to to get to you know our, our, our next destination as quickly as we possibly can to give our our players um, sufficient um, rest and recovery.
1: You know, it's we know that the Aces have had a lot of uh, trouble flying in the past few years, flying commercially, and some uh, you know really sad stories there. Describe how that can really impact a team and their performance, especially you know when you're on the road and you know you're, you're traveling three thousand miles away.
3: You know, I just want to say that these young ladies are some of the most resilient and creative, and they just find ways to 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 push through, and that's part of it. Um, it's part of the growth model of this league, and we're going to continue to grow this league. Um, we're going to continue to find ways to 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 better the experience um, of these women, and that's been in the forefront of 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 Mark Davis' vision for why he is an owner of the WNBA, of a WNBA team, um, the team that we've assembled as far as the front office and the staff and the coaches. Um, we're we're all here to make the next, um, we're going into our 27th season, we just celebrated 25 years, obviously, anniversary, so we want to be able to contribute and make the next 25 years even better.
1: And, you know, the league has improved dramatically over that course of time, Nikki, as we know, and not only the play the competitiveness but you know the media deals and the national tv exposure now uh the new cba as well too but then you know the tv deal with espn and abc the uh, schedule now expanded to 40 games how different does this league feel to you now compared to the way it was 10 20 years ago
3: It definitely is moving in the right direction for sure um the the the, the you know you look at Um, 20 years ago... Do we even have cell phones? No. (laughs) Were we thinking about social media? No. Um, And those are all new and and creative platforms for people to be in tune to to follow to support a team um, on that on that on on that on your cell phone. Um, That's the the technology is is advancing our game um, in a way where the support is 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 now being seen and heard and felt not only in your local market but but becoming a global um, entity as well. And the one thing, too, when you look back 20 years ago, you know, there's this thing now where – the brand and the image um, and and the likeness of these um, athletes is is garnishing um, a lot of attention at a very early age, even you know you're talking about players who are coming out of high school and haven't went into their first year of college who are you know signing these unbelievable endorsement deals well that's only going to carry. Over to, to the next level, um, which is the professional sports teams, and and they've already got a, a they've already built this this brand, or they're 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 becoming a household name already. And I think that's an unbelievable opportunity for for us to somewhat even the playing field when it comes to their ability to um, to to earn a living.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the championship run was phenomenal last year. What were you most impressed with? What aspect of the way this team uh, showed that resiliency to win it all?
3: Um, I think when you, you know, watched our team at the very beginning of the season, um, we were we were we were clicking i mean it was a different style you had becky Hammond. Um, you had um, asia wilson you had a, a nucleus that was back with kelsey plum but i saw a team that also had a couple of the important pieces to the puzzle um injured And so we had a few players that weren't able to to go the whole season or start the season, and we saw the emergence of Chelsea Gray. Already knew what this young lady is capable of, but to see her – when the game is on the line, or when we needed a basket um that was that was she's she's clutch um I think there's a lot of great players on this roster um that do a lot of great things for us to be successful to see to see bay you know battle through injuries and then in the championship game just knocked down big shot after big shot. There were so many great moments or a plum during the Commissioner's Cup and just just took over and you and then Asia playing only what three or four minutes that she did not play um in the playoffs I mean you can keep going Kia Stokes and her defensive presence and adding Ileana repair in the in the middle of the season and yeah. the minutes that our bench gave us um and how they helped the team in practice even though they may not have got a lot of minutes on the floor they were still every day there making sure the chemistry was good. And and I think everybody just played their part and did their job. And we were able to be successful um, in the end. But you could see that there was going to be something really special here with, with uh, the leadership of Becky Hammond and what she was implementing into the ACES franchise.
1: Nikki, are you hesitant at all to say the words back-to-back at all?
3: I like the word back to back, and I like the word back to back to back. Um, there you go. There you go. I like it. No, I, I, you know, I think that's what we're here. We want to. We want to be the um, the team that is hunted, and we know we have a big target on our backs, which is okay. Um, we want to. We want to win championships here, and um, we've assembled an amazing um, group of women. Who believe in exactly that. And, um, we're excited for this upcoming season. And you're gonna be in, you're gonna be in for a show. I can just say that I know there's a lot of shows on the strip. Um, but we're gonna be considered one of the greatest shows on earth. That is for sure. I can tell you we have the 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 personality if you will (laughs) um we have the talent we have the the skills we have the leadership we have a lot of the pieces to the puzzle and you know i'm just going to sit back and let becky hammond and her staff uh do what they do best
1: sounds a lot lot (laughs) like Sounds a lot like our show open that we just played. Hey, the greatest show on earth. There you go. There you go. looking forward to it. All right, Nikki, we appreciate the time as always, um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, real, real soon. Looking forward to a fantastic season uh, ahead with the Las Vegas Aces.
3: Same here. I appreciate you.
1: You got it. Nikki Vargas, the president of the Las Vegas Aces. Jay Schrader, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Jay, when you hear that, and again you've <laughs> you've been around the Raiders you've been around the Aces now too just when you hear a president talk like that not being shy about saying back to back we're back to back to back
0: not being shy and and I loved her analytical view of, of what the team is and and how it progressed and and one of the things that I liked is you know I watched them you watched them all year as the as the season progressed It wasn't Asia, it wasn't Kelsey, it wasn't Gray, Mm. it was all of them. And any given night, they were like, hey, I got the matchup tonight. I I got the matchup, I can do my thing. And in the championship... You know, now you're going to throw Candace Parker in there. Mm-hmm. You've got these players that are like they're not going to shy It's back down from anybody, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. tonight's my night. I can I can fill it up tonight." And everybody behind them is you know slapping them because the next night somebody else is going to step up. That's the best part because sometimes
2: when you get a team of superstars, the old phrase in basketball is there enough basketballs basketball. to go around. Yeah. Well, you didn't see that with this no. team. Yeah. It was a team effort. In uh, looking forward to it, mm-hmm. got to catch a few more games this year.
1: Yeah, and, and definitely there is this unselfishness with that. And as you know, you know, being, being around any type of, uh, professional sport, that's not always the case. I mean, define, uh, that team chemistry and to find people that will sacrifice from, from their own good. And, uh, like Nikki said, I mean, Kelsey Plum could put it on her shoulders at any given night. Yeah. Asia Wilson is, is two time MVP, uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year. Yeah. And that should be noted as well, too. Exactly. And, and that was something that Asia really strived for, too. She goes, I want to be defensive MVP. You don't hear a lot of uh, basketball players say that that they they want that award. And uh, she did. And I'm glad that Nikki talked about Raquana Bebe Williams because she was a former six woman of the year award winner. All right, you come off of what uh, De'Araha Hamby and Kel- Kelsey Plum. You know those back to back years where they were six woman of the award. Um, Six women of the award winners in the past. That is a big deal with the Aces, especially with Becky Hammond, to be able to have that depth. And I can tell you firsthand, none of these players have that ego <laughs> that it got. It has to be me tonight. And for someone like Raquana Williams to say, you know, who was starting, and then they moved her, to, you know, back to the bench. She goes, "I'm cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm very comfortable with that." And then, like Nikki said, in that championship game in game four, she's just lights out. (laughs) And she was probably the main reason why the Aces won that game in Connecticut and and, uh, won the championship that night.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with Becky Hammond. And, you know, as you said earlier, Marco, being under Popovich, look at how many times they've had six players of the year, right? Yeah, there you go. it's, it's, It's something that is a definite reminder that the coaches are in charge and they're like, hey, look. Everybody has a role. You're going to do your role. And whether you're coming off as the 6th, 7th, 8th person on the you have your role. And there's going to be a night when you, you're going to shine. And just be ready for it. And that was the Aces all year. So looking forward to it. All
1: right. There it is. Uh, the home opener was May the 27th uh, against the L.A. Sparks. Get your tickets at uh, LVACes.com. Uh, many season ticket uh, package op- options as well, too. So go to LVACes.com uh, uh, for that. All right. We are here live today at uh, Slice of Las Vegas. It is the Aces uh, WNBA draft party. The Aces do not have any selections. Actually, they have one selection. It's the last selection of the entire draft uh, at the end of the third round, the 36 overall. But this roster is ready, stacked. They are the defending champions. And uh, a great event. It's been a a tradition since the team has been here for uh, fans and season ticket holders to come out here and uh, watch the draft together. There's a lot of uh, giveaways, um, all kinds of great stuff, uh, food, beverage, uh, for everyone one here uh, today at slice of the vegas so we're very happy to be here uh, as we are each and every year for this all right we come back and we'll talk a little bit more aces uh, hopefully with uh, natalie williams the general manager who doesn't have any picks but she's uh, in the war room uh, along with Mickey vargas and uh, mark davis and the rest of the crew while we are here uh, getting ready to feed our face uh, with some uh, some <laughs> they keep great... bringing food out you, you gotta love it you don't gotta, you? right exactly uh,
0: keep bringing food out
1: all right so we'll be back with that and plus we're going to talk about uh, some nba playoffs uh, the regular season ended last night. Uh, we've got a quite interesting play-in game. That we'll talk about that with the Lakers and the T-Wolves. It'll take place tomorrow night. So we got that and a whole lot more still coming your way. Non-stop sports talk to the 4 o'clock hour. It is the T.C. Martin Show here at the Las Vegas Aces WNBA Draft Party. Back to more non-stop sports talk with the Dr. T.C. Martin. Back here at Slice of Vegas inside the Mandalay Bay Shops, located between Mandalay Bay and the Luxor. The Las Vegas Aces Draft Party in effect here tonight. Crowd coming in. The WNBA Draft starts at 4 o'clock, and uh, that uh, will be broadcast on ESPN. So, uh, yes, we are here live today at uh, the annual Draft Party. I've uh, been fortunate enough to be able to broadcast live here for the, what, going back the last four years now. Even though the Aces don't have any picks, still very, very excited. And, uh, the fans, the season ticket holders are here. They're going to get a chance to come together again. It's kind of like, you know, the beginning of the season. This is where it all starts. From here, then we're going to have media day in a couple weeks. Training camp, uh, you know, gets underway. And then next thing you know, the season opener on May the 20th and then the home opener on May the 27th. So can hardly wait for that. All right, T.C. Martin, Jay Schrader in the house with me, Marco D'Angelo. And uh, joining us now, the Aces general manager, Natalie Williams. Natalie, what's
4: going on? Hey, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We're just looking forward to watching the draft. And we actually do have a pick. We have a pick.
1: You do. You're 36. You're right. You know, I, I I I did say that earlier, so I correct myself. I didn't say it again. So you're right. So with no draft pick, well, you got one draft pick, okay? And it's it's you get to hang out for a couple hours, Natalie. So de- describe your day today. I mean, I, I don't I don't think this is still a chill day for you, though, is it?
4: No, it's never a chill day. We're excited. <laughs> I mean, it, today means that it's getting to the start of the season, which we're looking forward to.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: We are in our brand new facility. Um, and excited to watch uh, you know, the draft but uh, our players are, that are in town Or today was the first day working out in the new building so it was a lot of fun to watch
1: Outstanding, alright, so even without a first or a second round pick have you been actively looking at maybe getting involved in the mix and to maybe find a spot in the first or second round of this draft or are you just fine with just hey, we're fine where we're at we're not going to make any moves
4: yeah, we're fine where we are. I mean, mm-hmm. free agency was great for us. And mm-hmm. so, um, we're excited to, uh, whoever amazing player is left at 36, we are going to, um, pick someone who competes mm-hmm. and is, you know, whoever it is is going to be excited to come into our camp. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're just going to enjoy watching the draft today.
1: We know the roster is, is pretty much set, and it's definitely loaded. Uh, how good do you feel uh, about uh, this group as you get ready for training camp here in a couple weeks?
4: Yeah, I feel great. I mean, really excited about the group that's coming back and our new players, the veterans that we've added to our roster. and uh, just excited to get going.
1: So, Candace Parker. You get her two-time champ, two-time MVP, seven-time All-Star. We're really familiar with what she brings uh, to the table. And, again, she signs in the off season. Uh Let's talk a little bit about her and what impresses you the most about her. And, and talk a little bit about the conversations that took place as you were courting her.
4: Yeah, well, Candace, I mean, it helps when, you know, the player wants to come to Vegas. so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It wasn't very hard, but, um, you know, she has a great relationship with, um, you know, Chelsea Gray, she played with her before, also Raquana Williams, yes. and um, knows Nikki Fargo really well. So it was just her wanting to come to a great team and also being coached by Becky. So it wasn't hard. I mean, Candace is a professional. I think, you know, she knows she's in the final years of – her playing basketball, and she just wanted to come to a team where she feels like she could probably win a championship. So we're going to hopefully help her
1: out. Alicia Clark is another one. Two-time champ with Seattle, uh, an original draft pick by this organization going back to 2010. I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, back with, with, with San Antonio. But, you know, those that have watched her play, uh, just phenomenal phenomenal player and to be able to get her to go along with Candace Parker to be able to fit in with the rest of these aces talk a little bit about Alicia Clark and what do you want fans to know about her?
4: Yeah, I mean when we were looking at um, all the free agents, Alicia Clark stood out because she's just a complete all around player. Um she does everything. I mean she shoots the three very well which will fit in Becky's system. Um she's an incredible defender, playmaker, um great teammate, just a true professional. And uh we know she'll fit really well into the system. So to have her possibly come off the bench is, you know, gonna be amazing.
1: All right, Kayla George is another one. You bring in uh, her. A lot of people might not know her. Just a real quick take about Kayla George and what fans can expect to see from her.
4: Yeah, Kayla George um, is an Australian. She was in the league several years back but just has really matured in the WNBL. and She was actually the WNBL MVP in Australia this year. So Mm -hmm. incredible person, um, a great person to add to our roster in regards to Um, Teammate, so um, okay, and I've got to go right now. Yeah,
1: I was going to let you go anyway, uh, Natalie, so I was going to no problem, we'll let you get back to work we appreciate the time today.
0: Yeah, she is working
4: (laughs) Thank you talk to you later.
1: Take care, Natalie Bye-bye I was just getting ready to let her go it, because I, I know it gets, uh, yeah. she's she's ready to. Be, they need her need her back in the war room. Okay. Yeah, there it is.
0: And it's going to be it's going to be fun. Now Natalie's in a unique spot. They don't have anybody in the first or second round. Okay, so they can eliminate a lot of you know the top talent and everything else. But in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, with the roster they have, what positions are they looking at? You know, when it comes to that last player, right, are they just going to take the best talent out there? Or are they trying to fill up a backup role? You know, do they need a guard? Do they need a forward? Do they need a, somebody to spell somebody, you know, here or there? Uh, what's that going to look? And that's going to be dictated on how the draft board falls. Yeah. And I guarantee you, uh, one of the things I'd like to ask her is, you know, she's got three sleepers. She's got three sleepers in the back pocket. You know, yeah. somewhere she's got, hey, if these three girls are around, right. we're, we're right. going to snag one of these.
1: And I think the key thing that she said is they want someone that uh, can compete. Pete. Here's exactly what they're looking for. They're looking for another three-point shooter and someone that can defend, especially in the perimeter. So I think yeah. that kind of tells you it, it's, yeah. it's a guard that they're probably looking for. Or if they could t- have a big that can shoot the three, that's what they're looking for. But here's the key thing, and you could probably re- relate to this as well, too. You want to draft somebody, okay, at the end of the round, like Mister Irrelevant, yep. like we saw the Robert. This what yep. this person is. It's yep. the last pick. It's like yep. you know, Mister Irrelevant, right? They want to be very upfront with this person and say your chances of, of making this roster are very slim. But come into this camp and compete. Show us everything you got. Put together some some tape, maybe you know for somebody else or whatever. But and if it all falls your way and you impress us. And you can be that person that can knock down threes, or you can oh defend. God. Then you got a shot at making this team. But I think that's what she <laughs> is doing, and, and she's going to be very, very yeah. upfront, well, knowing Natalie the way she is. She's going to be like and say, you know, this is where it's at. So they're not going to, you know, build something up, some false pretenses here.
0: You know, that's all fine and good. But uh, the first thing she said, you got to read the GM talk, right? Mm-hmm. You got to read the GM talk, and the first words out of her mouth was, "We're going to bring somebody in that." is going to compete. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. they w- they don't want to look at somebody and say, "Hey, you were you were the 36th pick. Mm-hmm. Right? You're the last one. You have a chance to come in and make this team." Exactly. Show us. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. And uh, you know, you got to that, that takes a special talent because you know, whoever is that pick, it's like, oh, "Man, I was the last one." You can't yeah. be looking at that. It's like, yeah. hey, I got a chance to go make the LA, exactly. the, yeah. the Las Vegas compete. Aces. I got to go make a chance to make the Aces and compete and go. Man, we got a chance to win another t- title. Better than not being drafted. Yeah,
1: exactly. And we've seen this with with players that just impress during their role in training camp. Yep. And if, if something falls their way, whether it's injuries or something else, you know, you know, happens, they get their opportunity. I mean, it's that way in every sport Well, right. you'll get, you know, street free agent or a late a draft, you know, pick will, you know, get their opportunity and then come in and compete, work hard, mm-hmm. have a good attitude. You might find yourself a role, <laughs> you know? So, but yeah, that is a good sign though. If you're a GM, you're present, you're a head coach is like, okay, we, we've, we've got a great roster here yeah. let's 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 try to just fine tune it a little bit and add a piece to the puzzle here but man to go to camp with this roster <laughs> got to feel pretty good kind <laughs> like of like joe gibbs back in the day huh
0: yeah you know but it, it requires natalie and them doing a lot of homework yeah. to, to find the the right woman that's going to come in and 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 be that competitor mm-hmm. and you know as she said that's somebody's going to come in and you may not you're Chances are you're not going to start. Chances are you're not going to be in the top eight of the rotation. Okay, let's just be honest. Exactly. But what you can do is you can come in, compete every day, and make us better in practice. Mm -hmm. And when you get your opportunity to play – Man, do what you do. Go play. All right, right? And that's what they're looking for.
1: We're at the Las Vegas Aces draft party. People rolling in here. The draft gets underway at 4 o'clock. The Aces, uh, one pick, the last pick of the draft. uh, In the third round, they traded away uh, those uh, those first and second round picks. And, again, got themselves uh, Candace (laughs) Parker, got themselves Alicia Clark, uh, got a great uh, roster, and uh, training camp a couple weeks away. So we look forward to that. All right, T.C. Martin, Jay Schrader. And Marco D'Angelo in the house here at Slice of Vegas. I know you guys are smelling that food right now.
0: They're killing us. They're bringing, <laughs>
2: they're done, kill- I'm sitting here thinking all the times we've done live broadcast in a <laughs> sports book, and there's like 15 games going on right. at one time, and we're professional. <laughs> we're not just, being we're distracted. distracted. Right.
1: I'm distracted, <laughs> hey, There's food here. <laughs> Marco, uh, look look at the scoreboard clock, okay? It's yeah. 19 minutes and counting, and then we we'll, we'll, we'll let you loose. How's that?
0: I mean, they brought out the garlic rolls which we all can smell. Oh, okay? Absolutely. I mean that and then they are starting to bring out the the pizzas it, it, and everything else. So, yeah, it's the the aroma here yeah. is what is well done.
4: I, I'm,
1: I'm sure you, like you guys that. will not mind me just taking a few moments, moments in talking about this place here. Now- the food here is fantastic. Yeah. Pizzas, the handmade pizzas, uh, fantastic. Uh, they've got burgers. they got Philly cheesesteak sandwiches. They've got chicken. They've got an array of great food here. I'm telling you, you have to come here. This is one of my favorite spots, and this is like my Go to spot after the game. Once I'm done, ah. calling the game to come here tonight. There did, you go. Did
2: he invite you? I, I, I haven't
1: and, gotten it. Yeah. I haven't gotten an no, invite. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know, Jay doesn't like, you know, hanging around the building because, like, you know, after post game, I got to wrap up, you know, or so. You know, it's like, hey, you know, but no. You guys got the opening invitation. Don't give me this. Oh, oh, oh now. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We backed him into a yeah, corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now. Did, did I invite you here today? Did yes. I invite you here today? Yes. Okay, For so serious. there you go. You're getting the food. I mean, come on now. I'll <laughs> well, have a little credit here. See? They immediately go for you know you go you go for the the the, the sack the quarterback here. Yeah. The sack the backup quarterback over here. Right. <laughs> That's what <you're>, Yeah. That's <laughs> me. Okay. Uh, but great food here at Slice and I think you guys haven't tasted it, but you can smell it. It's it's fantastic. They do a great job here.
2: I've actually uh, had pizza here yep. several times. If I've come to a show or something, grab a quick bite before yeah. the show or and add it's great, you know. Oh didn't get, get
1: invited to the show though, did we? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, but it's nice. It's right in, it's right in between Mandalay yeah. Bay and Luxor. So yeah. either either place yeah. you're attending, you're, you're within and a couple of And my man steps. Joe
1: does a fantastic job as well, too. Joe, Scott, the entire crew here, ownership, staff, fantastic. All right. Uh, NBA playoffs, guys, are, are set. But uh, before we get into that, uh, let's talk about how the end of the regular season ended. Uh, two things. How about the breaking news today that Rudy Gobert... It's not going to be playing because he got sent home because he decided to go ahead and punch a teammate.
0: In a timeout. In a timeout
1: on the floor last night.
0: Rudy Gobert. The same guy that says, oh, you want some COVID? Let me spread it around. And did. And did did quite well. Um, It certainly changes the dynamic of the game. There's no question about it. I mean, he's one of the top defensive players. He's a rim protector. uh, And he's not going to be there, and he's not going to be available. So you don't have to worry about him coming in. Obviously, yesterday... I was at family day, you know,
2: with the kids, the grandkids and everything. But I'm checking my phone. And all I see on my Twitter feed yesterday is this punch. And I actually had a play on Minnesota yesterday. So I'm not watching the game. And Mm. I'm naturally assuming the worst. I'm saying they're getting blown out. They're bickering between each other because it was an important game for Minnesota for playoff position. And I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, I asked you off the air, Jay. Have you... We hear about stories, fights in a locker room or right. in a practice or something. Have you ever had that in a game on a sideline, you know, or, you know, at a timeout?
0: Uh-huh. No, I've never seen punches thrown uh, during a game, you know, sideline, anything like that. Now, locker room, things get heated, pushed, you know, back and forth and stuff like that. But uh, uh, that was a, a unique situation, except for, the, you know, as you said, especially for a team in that position, yeah. you know, and... Uh, Obviously, a lot of things have been going on and got the best of Rudy Gobert. but, yeah. you know, the Lakers are are happy right now because they, they're the ones that are going to benefit. And they lost two players, yeah. not
2: just Rudy Gobert, yeah. because yeah. the other guy went yeah. off the court. Jade McDaniels. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he, you know, he's he's a, a stopper. You know, he's out. Punch, punches the wall. Yeah. yeah. You know? It breaks it. You know. Yeah. yeah. At some point, what are you thinking? <laughs> right. okay, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. You're know, about to start the playoffs, yeah. and you lose two key guys. Yeah.
1: Not good. How many times have we heard this? Guys punching walls. Relief pitchers. Starting pitchers.
0: Yeah. You know, know, the
1: guys punching walls. You do use your hands for a living, you know?
0: know. Yeah, the wall wins a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think the wall is undefeated. Yeah.
0: Right. yeah. Well, especially, you know, what what these guys think of, you know, a lot of times you're like, I'm just going to punch a wall and it's going to go right through. Well, uh-huh. that's not the case if you hit a stud because that thing's not going anywhere. Yeah. So there, there's a reason that these walls are held up. So so
1: the Timberwolves have the eight seed. All right. Now we're in the play-in tournament. I don't know if you're a fan, guys are a fan of the play-in tournament or not. We've... A couple of years into this now. So the T Wolves will be playing the Lakers. The Lakers, are the seven seed. So the winner automatically in, they'll, they'll face Memphis as the, as the, two seed here. Uh, any thoughts about the way the Lakers have closed the season, winning seven out of their last nine games? Minnesota is capable. Carl Anthony Towns and company, but now you lost two of your key components here. Uh, this line is starting to skyrocket a little bit. Uh, you know, up, up to six, I think it is right now for, oh, for the now. Lakers. Yeah, uh, I know it's, it's five seven. and a half now, so it's to me a five, six and a half, or seven. Uh, any thoughts, Jay? Lakers.
0: Well, I think in, you know, for a one game thing, uh, with the without Rudy Gaber, without you know. Everything else, I think you got to rely on the Lakers. They are playing better, better basketball. But does does that mean the Lakers are going to make a deep run? I don't think so. I think you know, you play a a five, a seven game series. I just don't think the Lakers can do it. You know, I think they're short some pieces, and you know, age is a factor. You can't. LeBron and AD can only play so much. You got to give them a rest at some point. The
2: what you've seen with the Lakers down the stretch is because now all hands are on deck. Right. You know, you don't. Oh, you know, the rest, you know, we need, uh, you know, load management and all of that. You're in the playoff time now, and everybody automatically assumes LeBron James. But this line's up to seven and a half. I'm going to wait and see where this goes, because the Lakers still are not a great defensive team. And as you said, you you know, it's LeBron in AD. When LeBron was out for those few games, they did get a little more depth because some other players stepped up that weren't getting shots before because it's LeBron taking all of the shots. So they got a little more depth right now, but it's no coincidence this team got better when they got rid of Westbrook too. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, addition by subtraction. That is
0: a factor. (laughs) There's no question about it. And, you know, nothing against Russell Westbrook. He's a phenomenal player, but it uh – it kind of creates some havoc out there. So it'll be interesting. I think, the, I think the Lakers win the play-in game, but after that, I think they're in for a tough haul because I, I just don't think the depth is there you know, that they can continue to do that.
2: USTC, do we like this play-in format? This was only done to try to combat tanking. Okay.
1: Right. And, yeah, that sure worked, didn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Still yeah, Dal- it. Yes, Gallus. Yeah. Oh, was like when baseball added the extra wild card and it was a right. one game play in. Yeah. yeah. That felt so unsatisfying as a fan. Yeah. We go, oh, we made the playoffs one game. And then, yeah. you know, and I remember it too well for the Pirates when we had that long drought of not making the playoffs. Then the first two times that we had. The playing game, we went against Jake Arietta in his prime, <laughs> yep. in Madison Baumgard,
0: Yeah.
2: in his prime. Yeah. Oh, thank you. One game, thank you. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. well, <let's> <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: a little sore over there, didn't we? <laughs> Do you miss Bobby Bonilla at all? He's still under contract, isn't he? Or at least he's getting
1: paid. So. Yeah, by the Mets. Exactly.
0: All
1: right. You got Oklahoma City, and you got New Orleans, and the battle that the ten nine game uh, out, out in the West, and then um, you know the Lakers, as we mentioned, they play Minnesota tomorrow. And the, the first game is going to be uh, Atlanta and Miami, that seven uh, eight seed in the East, and then on Wednesday, uh, you got Chicago and Toronto. Any quick yeah. thoughts, Marco?
2: Well, you know the the book on Toronto. You know when they and they've made the playoffs several years and they always lost the first game of a playoff series. You're going to play in series. series. You can't afford to lose the first game. So let's see how they respond. One and done. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) In in Chicago's been a team that's been streaky as well. The interesting one to me is Oklahoma City in New Orleans. If you're a fan of defense, don't tune in. (laughs) Okay, it's not going to be this game. Okay, neither of these two teams play defense, and it's going to be fun. And uh, we'll see what happens with that one. But Oklahoma City's been a surprise. Uh, Nobody, you know, saw them. You know, getting into the playoffs, and again, they're a team that you got to go up and down the floor. But when they, we always say playoff time is more defense than, yeah. you know, that's when what, wins games.
0: What's the line on the Miami game?
2: Miami is minus four and a half against Atlanta. And same thing with Atlanta. They're a good offensive team. Right. But with Trey Young. Too often what you end up seeing is he's taking all of the shots, and just like it was when he was at Oklahoma, sometimes the rest of the team gets caught looking around. Right. Wait, you know, because he's taking the shots. I, Mark-
0: I like Miami in that oh, game. Yeah. I, I do. I just think Miami's better team.
1: Going back to yesterday and closing out the regular season, Marco, you said you weren't Watching, I was watching some baseball more closely yesterday and wasn't watching the end of the regular season. Is one of those, I looked at the lines in the morning yesterday and I saw the Warriors line against Portland. And I looked at it and I go, 17. And, and I'm going like, wow, 17, okay, well, yeah, we, we that means Golden State has to win and yeah. Portland does it, right? And it's one of those things, and now I'm, I was kicking myself in the head because we all saw what happened. The Warriors won this game one 56 to 101. <laughs> the Warriors set a record, an NBA record, of 55 points at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, Yes. They led by as many as 51 points in, in this game, or uh, 59, I think, is high. It, it was just ridiculous. 34 in the second quarter, and it was just one of those things where... Portland was not interested in playing at all. And you look at that, like, oh, okay, 17, but it it, it smacked me in the head. It should have been one of those, like, easiest game in the world. Yeah. But just a few games
2: before that, this same Portland team was a 19-point underdog at New Orleans. Same thing. They they were decimated by injuries. New Orleans needed to win. Mm -hmm. New Orleans lost the game. It was the biggest NBA underdog. New Orleans is not the Warriors, though.
1: And the <laughs> Warriors needed that victory yesterday yeah, sure. to get that, that sixth yeah. seed. Actually, yeah. they were even playing for the five seed yeah. because the Clippers and the Warriors were playing at the same time. So they were motivated and man. And we talk about the way the Lakers close, win seven on nine. Yeah. The Warriors have won eight of their last 10. It's, they're the sixth seed. Lakers more than likely get the seven seed. Do you guys get the feeling that this could be like, NCAA tournament all over again where some of the favorites could go bye-bye or we could have maybe you know one of these teams that we're not even talking about right now go to the finals and maybe win a championship
0: I, I think you're going to get one maybe two because the reason the NBA is different is because they play series it's not right. a one game right you know in the NCAA it's it's a one game and you know you got your two top shooters that can't throw it in the ocean that night, you're going to lose, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not thinking that Clay Thompson and Steph Curry <laughs> and them are going to come out in a seven-game series and stink it up, okay? Mm-hmm. And they have yeah. the championship pedigree. They know how to play defense. They know how, what it takes to win at this level. They're going to be a tough team to beat for for anybody. The big thing for the Warriors is all season
2: they played well at home. They couldn't win. they couldn 't win on the road. they were one of the worst teams on the road. Oh, they yeah. got people healthy at the end of the year and they started playing some defense, which again you know most of the nBA teams don 't play defense yeah. it's frustrating you know to to watch sometimes uh, so they're going to be a hard on. I think the West is more of a chance of of a low, of a higher seed Sink. getting through. Sink. Than in the East, I, the East, it's Boston and Milwaukee are the two top dogs, and then you've got Philadelphia that keeps trying to knock on the door. They, they you know, they put they open it up and poke their head through once, while, and then it gets slammed back on them. Okay. They got to make that next step. Yeah. But uh, the West, do you trust Denver because this is a team that's growing? But they haven't gone all the way yet. They yeah. haven't shown us that they're, you know, an NBA, you know, have what it takes to be an NBA champion. In Memphis is a good team, but you want to talk about turmoil, the Jay Morant, <laughs> you know, stuff, yeah. you, you know, what do you, how much confidence do you have there?
1: And it does seem odd. You've got Memphis, the number two seed, with that kind of problem. The Sacramento Kings yeah, are the number about, three seed. How about that? Now, Marco, do you have a serious price on the Warriors in Sacramento? That's the battle I, of the three and six. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of salivating a little bit. Like, okay, I know the Kings have home court advantage, advantage but the Warriors are healthy. Yeah. This is their time. You want to talk about a little, about a little back to back routine here? Uh, I'm very. Interested in the Golden State Warriors in this situation, and the Kings—they have kind of slid back a little bit, the, a little the, bit. The, the last few games as well, too. But the number three
0: seed, <laughs> yeah. But here again, yeah. I mean, I'm with you because you have Golden State that's got all the experience in the world. Who on the Kings has been there?
1: Nobody. <laughs>
2: I mean nobody. You're a Sacramento fan. When was the last time they they were relevant in the NBA?
1: 17 years ago. But they're really relevant more you got to go to the 2001 season. Yeah, it's been a long time. Been a
2: while, huh? Oh T- yeah. TC, <laughs> yes. Minus Have you seen the news about Sacram- about Sacramento? Yeah. Which part? That they are playing their first game on ABC since 2007.
1: There it is. Since 2007. Yeah. Yeah, that that's just their not a playoff game, yeah. right, Chuck. That's just
2: no first yeah. time they've been on first ABC. time they've been on ABC since yeah, twenty uh, or two thousand seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sad.
1: It, 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 it <laughs> uh, so the Warriors are two sixty favorite. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about about laying that kind of money in, in series prices? I don't have
2: as big of a problem because yeah. you're talking about a series, and the longer you stretch anything out the cream rises to the top. You yep. can have that one game, you steal a game or two games, but if you are the better team and the matchups are there yeah. barring injury, you're, you, you're going to get it. So I don't have a problem with it.
1: So I can't get a food bet with you on that? You don't want Sacramento? No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, he didn't even think about that. Yeah,
1: that's good. Uh, well, he's thinking twice now about these food bets, I think. He's well, like, that, was,
0: that was a definite no was, without even a hesitation, so he yeah. just jumped all over that. So, was that good try, Marco's though. first ever good no for a food bet? <laughs> it could be. It could
1: be. I think Marco's going to be joining me on that one. He might be joining me on the Warriors on that one. The Kings have been a good story this year. Can they're, you they're see
2: fun, them beating the Warriors fun, four times they're yeah. fun to watch, though.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. You, know, you like to root for the underdog, but yeah, Golden but like State's said, been there. They
1: been haven't there. been there. Right. You know, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. All right. I uh, want to thank everybody uh, today here at uh, Slice of Vegas, uh, the great crew. Uh, like I said, uh, Scott, Joe, and then the great uh, staff that they have here uh, as well, too. Uh, the G-Man for helping us set up uh, today and uh, our good friends uh, with the Las Vegas Aces for uh, making this happen uh, to be part of the festivities once again for the uh, draft party, even though know, the Aces don't have a dra- uh, draft pick in the first or second round. Uh, the fans are here. People are rolling through. The food is happening. And it's going to be a-, a great time slice of Las Vegas. Uh, a lot of giveaways, a lot of fun. And... It's going to be fun to say, guys, the defending WNBA champs, the Las Vegas Aces.
0: It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, That's great. Looking forward to that opening night with the banner being revealed and uh, just the excitement uh, in in the town and in the crowd. And, you know, hey, how about seeing a parade? Down Vegas Boulevard. I mean, that, that, was, that, was, fun. that, was, great. that was fun, wasn't it? Can we say back to back? Can we do that? Yeah, let's do hey. it. All hey. right.
1: I want to thank uh, Nikki Vargas, the ACE's president, and uh, Natalie Williams, the general manager, uh, for joining us here as well. And of course, my two main guys, Jay Schrader and Marco D'Angelo. Really appreciate you guys being here today. Thank you very much. And uh, time for food.
0: Time for food. <laughs> <laughs> We've been smelling it for two hours. We can actually get something, huh? Absolutely. There it is.
1: All right, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll reconvene uh, Friday uh, back on location at the uh, Westgate Las Vegas inside the Superbook. And uh, we'll talk some baseball and the NBA playoffs. We'll be cranking it up full bore on friday all right for jay for marco and nunchuck back in the studio appreciate him as well and everybody here tc martin saying so long if you miss any part of the show or any of uh the past interviews or shows go to the website at tcmartinshow.com have yourself a good one enjoy we're back at it again tomorrow back in studio at two o'clock have yourself a good one and get ready for the wnba season right around the corner